Welcome paranormalists, fringe dwellers, and my fellow travelers on the road to and from the unknown. This is Paranormal Tales from the Tower, recorded at Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park, New Jersey's historic downtown district. Join us for stories of the strange, the unusual, and of course, the paranormal. My name is Kathy Kelly. Welcome to Paranormal Tower. Sit down, relax. I have something to tell you. shared with us with the intent of them being shared with the public. I will keep the names anonymous, but I will give you the initials so you can denote story to story. The first one came to us from N.T. It was the summer of 96, or better referred to as the summer of hell. I can't help but to blame myself. After all, I've watched plenty of horror movies to know all the basic rules, but even then I ignored the most important one. I was young and curious, so attracted to anything horror. I played with a spirit board by myself, and if that wasn't enough, I chanted spells that I found in a spell book written in another language. Frustrated at what I thought was a complete fail, since nothing had happened, I continued on with this dangerous combo. A few days had passed and things began to change. I started hearing strange sounds. For each night that went by, the evil entity became more aggressive. Some call it sleep paralysis, but I know it was an evil force holding me captive. I could hear the growling in my ear and the voices as it whispers to me, calling out my name. I was terrified. I fought so hard to have just enough courage to open my eyes, and then fear would strike again when I would witness with my own eyes a hooded figure by my bed and shadow figures darting in and out of the wall while calling my name. It was getting worse. I can now feel it touching me. It actually touched my foot. It wouldn't let me sleep and it was as if it was getting stronger. I was so scared and knowing it was my fault, I didn't want to tell anyone, especially my father. All my family had warned me about tampering with spirit boards. I no longer felt safe in my own home, and every chance I got, I tried to go somewhere, hoping that this thing wouldn't follow me. I distinctly remember several occasions where the evil had followed me. My aunt asked me to stay with her and her family during the week to babysit my little cousin while she worked. I'd fallen asleep, and something had disturbed my sleep. I opened my eyes to the light above me flickering on and off. I immediately left the bedroom and fell asleep on the couch for the rest of the night. Another night, I had experienced the same exact thing, but this time, as I left the room, I heard whispering coming from my cousin's bedroom, which was located right next to the living room. Confused and terrified, I started to wonder if it was my cousin that I'd been babysitting, only to find out later that day that he was sleeping with his parents the entire night. I knew I had to dispose of the board, and when I did, I heard a voice later that night say, I will come back. Eventually, we moved, and I began to feel safe again. The activity still happens from time to time. I realized later that this thing wasn't a part of the house. I summoned it, and it's attached to me. 
I thought I was losing my mind until one day my older cousin had visited. She also is a believer, who has had her own personal experiences. We were exchanging stories of strange events, and she distinctly heard heavy breathing coming from upstairs. We both looked at each other, and she noticed my dog turn towards the direction of the stairs, and she heard it too. She had lived there prior to me, and stated that she's never heard that during the entire time of her residency there. That came to us from NT. It's a fairly terrifying story. Imagine feeling that something is hunting you, traveling with you, biding its time. I certainly hope that NT gets whatever peace she has coming to her, and I certainly hope she gets the help that she needs. This next story comes to us from R.A. and is quite a bit shorter. When I was younger, I was at a sleepover with some friends and we used the Ouija board just having fun. However, one of our friends had just lost her dad of a heart attack suddenly at a young age and he came through to give her a message. She was not at this sleepover. He wanted us to tell her that he loved her and he was sorry and she would always find him on the field. She and he were baseball softball players. We were only in middle school at the time, but we were troubled by it and wondered if we should pass along the message. Would she believe it? We did tell her and she was grateful because she kept seeing orbs of light at games that were unexplained and now she knew it was him. Not every story about the Ouija board is terrifying and frightening. That was actually a fairly uplifting one. And finally, this story is more traditional. High school girls gathering together, wanting to become witches and powerful. This story comes to us from EF. My first and only time playing with a Ouija board to this day, I'm getting chills thinking about what happened to me and my friends. It was my seventh grade year, and it was just around the time where the craft came out, and everyone wanted to be a witch with powers and all that jazz. A friend of mine and I went to the local pagan Wiccan shop and bought a Ouija board with herbs and candles and a how-to book on how to invoke the spirits and get all their power. When the lady who sold us this book gave us the book, she also gave us a warning. Be careful what you wish for. And she sold us the book and items anyway. We went home, studied that book like it was for our finals. That weekend, we decided to do the invoking. Little did we know at the time that it was summer solstice and things that we were getting into were in full swing. There were four of us, and we sat down in my friend Lee's bedroom, which happened to be in the attic. We sat down on the floor, we drew a pentagram on the floor, and we lit candles like the book told us to do. We placed the Ouija board in the center and started to say a chant to invoke the spirits. Nothing happened. So we pulled out the directions for the Ouija board and followed them. We put our hands on the planchette and began asking questions, stupid ones, like, who are we going to marry, or how are we going to die, but it didn't move. And then I said, this is fake shit, and my friend Christina, she started to shake, and I mean convulse. Our hands were still on the board this whole time, and it starts to move. And I go, Chris, are you okay? But the moving of the planchette has me glued to the board. Then my friend Lee tries to get up and move her hands and is thrown across the room. Lisa, on the other side, starts to cry and say, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. 
and I start to remember how to send the spirits back to wherever, say a chant, and it was fast, and Christina stopped convulsing. And Lisa ran to Lee to see if she was okay. She was. So I checked on Christina, who said it felt like she was being shaken from the inside like a rag doll. Christina has scars on her side that look like something was holding onto her waist, and Lee has a scar on her back from where she was thrown and fell. Lee thought it was epic and talks about it as if she was fighting like a dragon during the King Arthur days. And Christina, she and I are firm believers in the afterlife and wicked and pagan beliefs. Lisa, however, was extremely shaken up by the whole thing and won't to this day set foot in Lee's parents' home. And it just goes to tell you, the old woman was right. Be careful what you wish for. There are very few things in the paranormal that get as big a rise out of people as the Ouija board. Is it a method of communication? Is it a toy? Is it a portal? Is it a doorway to hell? Is it evil incarnate? Is it possessed of the devil? Is it a tool to show people their own psychic phenomena or their own psychotic breaks? Very little is as upsetting to people or has as profound a visceral reaction as the Ouija board. Invariably, people come into the shop here, into the museum, where I have a collection of well over 150 haunted Ouija boards that I don't hear stories. And the stories are generally friends of a friend's. But from time to time, I get first-hand accounts. If you have a first-hand account and you want to share it with us, please email me at kathy at paranormalbooksnj.com. That's Kathy with a K. I'd love to hear your story. And in fact, I'd love to tell your tale. Thanks for listening to Paranormal Tales from the Tower. Listening is great. Sharing us on social media is great. Going on to iTunes and giving us a like and giving us a review and a subscription, that's even better. It's a huge help. It helps us spread the word. It helps get our rating up, and that helps us get into more browsers and into more people, which hopefully will get us more stories. That being said, if you'd like to become a little bit more involved and you'd like to get some of our behind-the-scenes stuff, some of our content that's not available to the general public, please consider going to Patreon and becoming a sponsor or a friend of Paranormal Tales from the Tower. That will help us support not only this podcast, but our work at the Paranormal Museum, which of course, as you know, is a brick-and-mortar location in Asbury Park's historic downtown district. When I say we're coming to you from Paranormal Tower, I literally mean we have a building called Paranormal Tower that is dedicated 100% to the study of paranormal. Uh, subjects. And you are welcome to come and visit us. And I hope that you do. Check us out on our website, www.paranormalbooksnj.com. And again, like I said, up on social media, we're anxious and happy to talk to you. Until we get to talk to you again, keep those eyes, those ears, and those minds wide open. Mm-hmm.